Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is July 8th, 2022. Get that out of my mouth, sure, sure. How you doing? How was your week? Uh, Mine? Pretty good. Overall solid, you know. Um, No real interesting thing with the food corner. I will say, well, mm, I had a 4th of July food. So that was good. We can report on that. A lot of burgers from Cookout One, like burgers, hot dogs, potato salad. Uh, what else is there? Uh, I'm sure I'm missing some. There was like a little, some little cookie treat thing that was good. It was like two little cookies and then like this whipped cream kind of filling thing. And maybe it was icing, I'm not sure. And then it all had, like, all had, like, chocolate chips throughout. It was really, really nice, really good. Uh, that was Cookout 1. Also a lot of good beer. So that was yeet, Good. Um, cookout 2. I had steak, ribs, coleslaw, potato salad, beans, which I love beans. I do love me some Cookout beans. <laughs> Uh, what else was there? I know I'm missing some stuff. We have fruit, like watermelon, cantaloupe, apple pie. So much food. A lot of food, guys. Gals. Everybody in between. <laughs> um, but it was good. I, I was able to eat through that. It was nice. Also, I didn't mention this on the podcast, but my rice cooker broke. I was super bummed because I make rice like at least once or twice a week. And, of course, everyone's like, well, just make it in a pot. I'm like, I hate that. I always, like, fuck it up and it's too sticky and uh, too much of a mess. So, bought a new one for cheap. Very happy. Made some Mexican-style dish thing. Uh, I'm using the term Mexican-style very loosely. But it was good. I enjoyed it. We're back, baby. Uh, Let's see. No. Oh, 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 oh. So, that's Food Corner. That's, uh, you know, what I did over the holidays and stuff. I did see Thor Love and Thunder. That was good. I enjoyed it. Oh, let's see. I want to see. No spoilers, of course. Um, rating. Like, out of 10. 10 being really good. 1 being crappy. I would... I, I think 8 is a good rating. I saw someone, one of my friends, posted 8, and I agree with it. I uh, I feel like it it felt fun. Like if you like Thor uh, Ragnarok, like when he was just palling around doing cr- like crazy shit with Hulk, it's very much the same vein. The direction is very much the same. Uh, it was nice seeing Natalie Portman, you know, doing stuff. <laughs> Always cool. So I had a good time watching it. It's like a really good like little himbo, you know, bro down. I don't know. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And then what else is there from the TV stuff? The Boys. Finish The Boys. I I enjoy the season. I, every episode was very good. I feel like they didn't drag on the season too long or anything like that. Um, I don't know. I don't. Do I want to rate? I don't want to rate this the season to season stuff because I didn't. I haven't rated the other ones on the podcast or anything like that. But I enjoyed it. I would just definitely say it's good. Definitely, you know, catch up if you're thinking about doing it or not. If you are on the fence about just getting into the boys, I would say it's worth it from start to finish. So, yeah, 
Um, and they're still going. They're still definitely going to be another season. So, hell yeah. We can get into some news now. Let's see. Uh, not too much on the Ukraine-Russia front. I know things are happening. Um, but nothing that I was really able to like get like a lockdown on in terms of an article. So, just wanted to really update on the Brittany Griner situation as that's kind of continuing to develop a little bit from last week. Let's see. The article I got from Yahoo News and the AP. WNBA's Griner pleads guilty at her drug trial in Russia. So, as we stated in the previous episode, or in a previous episode, uh, Brittany Griner's trial has started... And, you know, she was um, detained, was it February, like before the war had even started of the invasion into Ukraine. Um, The, like she hadn't given, she didn't get the opportunity to put in a verdict or, you know, like whether she was guilty or not. And now that she's had the opportunity, she has pled guilty. Uh, I believe that that's more or less to accelerate this process uh, from the last time that she was, um, in the trial, I believe she had tried to get a letter to Joe Biden, which was successful. Joe Biden wrote her letter back. Uh, essentially, her letter was saying, like, you know, I'm, you know, doing my best, you know, trying to keep my head up, but I am very frightened and very scared that, you know, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be left behind. Please give me your thoughts and stuff like that. Uh, Joe Biden, I think, more or less sent a letter to the effect of saying, you know, he's doing his best to make things happen. So, you know, that's where we are pretty much at with things right now. Uh, for the, you know, any maybe new listener, essentially Brittany Griner, like I said, been detained. She was being detained over having, you know, alleged uh, vape cartridges in her luggage coming, I believe, to Russia. So she also said, like, hey, you know, in her plea, she's like, yes, they were there. I didn't intend to bring them. You know, I was hastily packing to go to Moscow, and I just didn't think about it. Um, essentially, though, I, in terms of, like, the sensing, where we're going to see how that goes. I believe it says in this article that that should, you know, all be laid out by August. But, I mean, obviously that means, you know, she's going to be still in jail, you know, till then. And, of course, that's only then just saying, okay, the process is done, because right now... No side is really saying much. Like, Russia, you know, their people are saying, like, hey, uh, she has to go through this process. You know, it's been done. Uh, Also, the Russian side of things have kind of said, hey, like, you guys making a big deal about this stuff, saying she's being wrongfully detained, that's not making anything better. That's only making things worse for the situation. Also, in Russian media, though, you know, the Kremlin isn't really saying much in terms of like negotiations, what do we want, da 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 da. But from Russian media, which is, you know, they're not really allowed to say things without, you know, at least some kind of consent from the government. Uh, they're saying like, you know, it's kind of projected that, you know, maybe someone like Victor Boot, who is like this international gun smuggler guy, very nefarious, uh, we captured him in like a sting where he was um, trying to arm Colombian um, terrorists. At least that was what he thought he was doing, but they were, like, undercover. It was a big deal. 
So that would be a big trade, and I believe it's kind of thought that, like, okay, well, we want more than Brittany Griner, and they're also talking about, I believe, Paul Wieland, who is a person who has been detained for, like, espionage, and honestly, those charges definitely seem trumped up from what I've, you know, seen and researched on, like, he was trying to help out a friend with a wedding, and then this guy who was, like, I guess a friend, he thought, was like, oh, okay, I can, like, give you some, like, pictures or something like that, and he's like, okay, cool, and I guess he had handed him this USB and then immediately was arrested. The guy was arrested. Uh, so, you know, he's been in, in you know, lockup for a very long time. He's already had his trial and he was found guilty and they didn't appeal. But, you know, so maybe there's a chance that it's going to be like a two for one deal. You know, it's not really... Um, known yet how this is all going to shake out but that's part of the reason why she's pled guilty to kind of accelerate it because fighting it isn't going to make it any better you really can't get out of here until you get a sentence until you know and then there's status and you can maybe trade get yada, yada, yada so we'll see we'll continue to keep you posted and updated i am glad that coverage is you know definitely still on this it definitely seemed like there were still times like it was really light and lax on coverage but you know it's definitely you know continuing and yeah. In some other news, um, this is a little bit of a double whammy, but um, from the first article I got from CNN World, huge blow for Boris Johnson as two senior UK government ministers resign. And then I got this one from Yahoo News slash Reuters. Uh, Boris Johnson quits as UK prime minister dragged down by scandals. Uh, essentially, I'm going to try to give you the long short here. It is the end of the Bojo. Bojo had to go-go. Boris Johnson, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, Last we had spoke, he had dodged the axe of a vote of no confidence. I think he had held the majority, so, you know, he was in the clear there. But the margin was, like, 41%, like, against him, which was, like, really huge. Apparently, like, that's, like, the death note in and of itself. So things were looking good, but, you know, Boris Johnson was not trying to back down. You know, he, he's like, nah, I've survived worse. I can survive this. So that was the plan. But then there was this big scandal that came out with, uh, I should be able to find his name. Pincher is his last name. Chris Pincher, I believe, which is a chief whip. Uh, essentially... He had groped two males in, like, a club in, like, a drunken kind of party situation after work or something like that. I don't know. And they were staffers. And they reported it. It was a big thing. And initially, Boris Johnson said, oh, I didn't know this. I was not aware. And it turned out he was aware. And then also, there was more evidence. Like, someone that came out and said, no, not only was he aware of this stuff, he was aware of other older incidents that had happened like three years ago of accusations of harassment and nothing was done. And this guy was allowed to come back and, and get on roll. So this was the the last straw. Essentially, from the first article I had mentioned, uh, the two men, let's see, Rish, Rishi Sunak, uh, who is chancellor, and then Health Secretary Sajid Javid, uh, 
they announced like within minutes of each other that they were quitting. Also, there's been a whole lot of shuffling and moving. Boris Johnson himself fired the like the first staff member who made a big stink in his his uh, party, the Tories or whatever. Were like, hey, you really need to step down. It's time to say it's time to say when. He's like, nah, you're out. And that didn't make anything better because then more people just continued to leave. I believe it was reported up to 50, yeah, 50 uh, government ministers and aides quit. So that's a big blow. And it just was something he could not come back from. You know, he initially was like trying to fight it, trying to hold frame, but it did not work. Uh, I do have a quote from Boris Johnson uh, that he made on his like resignation speech or whatever. I know that there will be many people who are relieved and perhaps quite a few who will also be disappointed. And I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. Uh, He did not say sorry. And in the end of his speech, no apologies. (laughs) He's just, fuck it. Also, apparently this is like a situation too where he might be stuck in like a lame duck situation and just like running office until there is a replacement, which is another reason too why so many people resigned. Because naturally, you're doing this to just stop the bullshit. Like you're making Tories look hella bad right now. There's already a lot of pressure. You know, Boris Johnson's definitely not leaving, you know, the UK in a good spot right now. Economically, uh, I don't really feel like socially things are really super great. There's a lot of maybe like more division. I feel like Johnson really rode on like a Trump-like energy of trying to be like isolationist. Let's just focus on ourselves. Let's do our own thing. And I think that was a really appealing thing to right-winged people. But even so, and this is sometimes lost on me. Like, yeah, Tories are like Republicans, but even so, they're still more liberal. So this is a little bit of a tangent, but it's just one of those things where it's like to make the correlation that Boris Johnson is just a paler, you know, UK version of Trump is uh, it makes sense to do. But there's the devil in the details. I definitely think, too, that uh, Boris Johnson comes off as like a bumbling buffoon. But more times than not, he knows what he's doing. It's not it's not an accident. It's more of an act. So, you know, I, I think everything he said and done is calculated. Once he leaves, too, after this, you know, potentially extended lame duck period, it, who knows what he's going to do? He might go to private, you know, life, private sector, whatever. He might go back to, like, the bench. Uh, also, another thing, too, that, uh, that I kind of learned or forget is that the people don't do the elections for the who the prime minister is. You know, they select the party, and the party, I guess, more or less, does all of that stuff. So those are things that make a difference here in terms of, like, how things are done, you know, from the West and, you know, the UK. Also, I'm dumbing it down, and also I'm not probably explaining it correctly. So, you know, if you have a better way of explaining it, listeners, by all means, let me know. Hey, maybe I'll put you on the podcast so you can talk about it. <laughs> Break it down for me. <laughs> But uh, definitely wanted to talk about this. It's been a big news thing. I'm not going to lie. It made my Thursday a little brighter because I'm not a big fan of this guy. I think he's an asshole. I think most politicians are, but he was definitely one that was getting away with it in boldface, and I didn't like that. So 
Sayonara. In other news, the Sayonara may have been a bad segue, but, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. We're going to Japan. Uh, there was an assassination, uh, which, you know, obviously was unexpected. But Japan's ex-leader, Shinzo Abe, assassinated during speech. I got this from the AP News, Yahoo News. Essentially, he was assassinated by Tetsuya Yamagami. It was in the middle of, like, a speech. Uh, essentially, he is still, like, a big, like, party member and, you know, doing stuff for the party. He had to retire or left for, like, you know, health issues. But I'm not sure if it was, like, he it was rumored or not, if he was, like, potentially going to mount a comeback or if he was just doing party work to kind of, like, get people stoked. Uh, but this Tetsuya Yamagami, uh, he was 41 and a former member of Japan's Navy. Uh, he has uh, been arrested for the assassination. Um, and he is uh, essentially, they said that he had used a homemade gun. And I've only been able to hear the audio, but you hear the shot and it almost sounds like a musket blast. It's very loud. It, it doesn't sound like a typical gun. It's also said that they recovered another homemade weapon and his personal computer when they um, raided his apartment after arresting him. So, I mean, most likely this is going to be like an open shut thing. Maybe they're going to figure out like what exactly was the motive. Because uh, Shinzo Abe was uh, apparently, from what I've quickly gathered, a prime minister who was liked somewhat, but then also not liked. So, I mean, that's every politician. He definitely had, I guess, a nationalist point of view. Um, I really, like I said, I haven't gotten too much data on the man. But, you know, all the same, it is very crazy, very shocking when these kind of things happen. Mm, let's see. We do go on to, like, kind of talk about, excuse me, a little bit of his political career, what he did. I heard from one story that he was trying to make a deal to get, like, Japanese uh, prisoners of war out of, I believe, North Korea. And he had, like, struck a deal with them. And when North Korea sent some prisoners, I guess, over, he, like, reneged on it, or his group did. And, like, it made people very happy. So that was, like, one of those pro things. But... You know, I believe that there was just some pushback on some of the other things he did. There was something about a, like a, he, there was supposed to be like a payment, almost an apology for this thing called Comfort Women, which I believe was like a, a war crime thing that had happened where Japanese soldiers had like, you know, maybe done assaults and taken or, like, abducted comfort women, maybe took them even back to Japan. Like I said, I'm not really quite sure. This is kind of something I kind of quickly gathered from, like, a Google search. But, essentially, Shinzo Abe had made a deal saying, like, okay, well, we're going to make, like, a condolence payment of, like, a lot of money. And I'm not really sure if even that went through, the logistics on all that. So that was, you know, one of the cons. Once again, this is a story I believe that happened, I believe, on Friday. Or not Friday, Thursday. So, you know, it's kind of breaking news I did just want to talk about and cover. Uh, also, 
it's crazy that this happened and it also goes to show why it was like such a weird gun that he had, like a homemade one, because Japan already has strict gun laws. It takes a lot of effort just to even get a hunting license, let alone a hunting rifle. Excuse me, got the burps. But, you know, obviously it looks like this guy, he circumvented that to get what he wanted done. Also, too, he must have been really kind of tuned in because this wasn't like a very broadcasted thing. This wasn't like a well-known thing. He had just kind of impromptu did it. Like maybe there was like a day notice he was going to be here and this guy was ready. So this definitely was like a personal thing, though, you know, definitely deemed, you know, probably a terrorist act. So I'm definitely curious to see what the motive is, how things are going to shake out if, uh, you know, that comes to light. And I'll keep you posted when I find out. Now, in some other shooting news, this happened over the 4th of July. Sad story. There was another shooting in Highland Park, which is like an area in Illinois. Uh, It's a nicer area. But essentially, there was a parade and a man by the name of Robert Crimo III, uh, he was he had a high-powered rifle. And apparently he had bought up to like five of these things. But he had brought one and left it at the scene after. But he got to a rooftop by using an alleyway that had like a ladder. Got to the roof and then just started shooting. And initially, people didn't know what was happening. They thought, oh, this is fireworks. Oh, this is like, you know, maybe the Navy are doing their, like, gun salute or something. But people were scrambling, yelling, and, you know, people were falling. People were dying. Uh, Up to six people died initially, and then another died after the the situation, uh, the shooting happened. So... After he does this, you know, he does a shooting, he leaves the gun, and he had on a women's disguise, and he, you know, fled the scene. Now, he had also said he had initially had a plan to shoot up a synagogue, but didn't go through with it. And he was later apprehended after his, um, you know, his information, like his face and stuff like that, um, was released. So... They are charging him with the death of seven. Definitely another sad situation. Also, it's it shows a little bit of the issue because they do have red flag laws here. But in, there was a chance that they were even could have been used. But there's like calls where they were even they took up to 16 knives because he was like threatening to kill his entire family in the house and all this kind of stuff. But they just didn't get through like they didn't actually get to the point where they were considered red flags and he wasn't actually marked for it so he was able to buy all this guns all the ammunition he needed and went on his little spree so definitely another sad day in america also i maybe even the sadder thing about it was this was just the one that really made the headlines there were a bunch of other shootings that took place um over the fourth of july weekend it's just a nonstop thing. It's really fucking sad. Uh, and I know that I'm, I'm, I have these two here, the two articles where we had like the assassination in Japan where they have really strict gun laws. And we have America that has literally fucking donut holes for gun laws. So it's, 
it's sad that no matter what, these things can happen. But I mean, if you just look even at the numbers, it is a huge anomaly of what happened to Shinzo Abe. Very, very like there's they have the numbers in the article, but essentially I think there was like ten deaths from guns, where we have that on average in like the average fucking shootout. So, you know, like what they're having in like what a year or something like that. Like we're doing like monthly. It's crazy, and um, I definitely think as Americans we've gotten very desensitized. And to an extent, I get it. You know, obviously, I know my myself, like, it's hard to just keep looking at it, thinking about it, and then trying to go about your life, you know? You eventually just get to the point where, like, I gotta just live my life, you know? I gotta do that first and foremost. Uh, but I do think it is something that we need to keep on our minds and our hearts and really keep asking that question of what could we do to change it in terms of like laws and like people who are going to enforce those laws and things of that nature, you know, like it, it sucks because it, it does suck thinking in this kind of way where you have to go, you know, there's just so much political work that you have to do and the whole like going out and voting and all this kind of shit. Trust me, I get it. And I get it. You're done. You're tapped out. You know, this isn't a plea to get you to do anything. But I, I do know for me, I would like to keep trying because I'm just not ready to fucking join a vanguard or whatever the fuck. That's just not my energy. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. I guess I'm going to hit this. Yeah, you know what it is. But thank you for tuning in. Um, if you like what you heard and you'd like to help out the cause, uh, I got a Patreon that is patreon.com slash Isaiah news. Every dollar donation is appreciated. $5 or more gets you a shout out on the podcast and discord access. So that's pretty neat. Also, I have, uh, what is it? Isaiah news one at gmail.com. If you'd just like to send any feedback, like I said, if you want to tell me how UK government works, By all means, let me know. Chop it up with me, and I will maybe even have you on the podcast if you like, or at least give a better breakdown for the people, because, you know, I'm a dummy, and I would like to be less of a dummy and give you guys more info. Um, But until that time, hopefully you guys have a good one, and I will see you soon for some more good news. Love ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.